the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Millburgers Gardening South Texas is sponsored by Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. Ready? It's time for Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. And welcome to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9:30 a.m. The answer, Milton Glick, along with Dr. Calvin Finch, Dr. Jerry Parsons. Yes, sir. Yeah, the little kids and their pumpkins are at it again today. Yes, they are. There's a lot. <laughs> of, we saw two families now. They're leaving with a bunch of pumpkins, and, yeah. and let's see if she picked out a little pumpkin for herself. <laughs> I think she did. I'm uh, surprised that uh, the the ma- at, Weird formed or odd shaped uh, small pumpkins are not uh, selling like they should. Maybe, maybe uh, or maybe I would think they would sell. How do you know well, they're not selling like they person. should? Yeah, yeah. but yeah. Every, everybody, everybody, all the kids have a, the pretty little yeah, the little pumpkin shaped. But yeah, not everybody has Jerry's weird personality. No, so. that's oh, true. That's so unusual. <laughs> Yeah, we, do we have the ghost pumpkins? I saw them last yeah. year. Uh, yeah. Last. Uh, well, we. Last I week? think a good a good mix. I think you're right, though. I don't think a lot of the weird ones. So, oh. but a lot of the ghost pumpkins. Is yeah. Like, Some, yeah. Somebody had a wagon full of pumpkins. Uh, uh, that we we. We they thought we were the checkout. For yeah, and points. you didn't ask them if they were paying cash. Uh, they were, she had a credit card. Oh, you knew immediately. Okay. <laughs> But, but uh, I, I usually take cash up here at the radio. Yeah. But anyway, uh, uh, they had one, they had different sized pumpkins, and they had one warty one. Really. Right. It had, it had warts on it. I guess you call it warts. Yeah. It looks uh, that way. Raised, raised areas. Yeah. And uh, I, I didn't get to ask them who, who picked out the warty pumpkin. Well, that's because <laughs> the, the little girl had... Yeah, nice, nice had per- a perfectly medium little shaped, medium-sized one. Yeah, and the little boy was more interested in he getting the whole uh, whole wagon load. Yeah, <laughs> the big one, the big one, the whole wagon load to the cash right cash. Yeah, and he did it. I didn't think he'd gonna be able to move it, but uh, he the wagon ran over a hose out here, and uh, oh, got kind of he he put his back to it and and pulled it out. Good for him. So. Uh, and people are taking pictures. Yeah, with the, in the pumpkin patch or yep. in the in the uh, setup display that. Yeah, so you know you have Christmas pictures here at Mill Burgers. You have fall or Halloween pictures you can take too. And uh, there's some people with two dogs. Maybe they're going to take pictures as well. We've got the uh, the maze. You'll hear the terror train rolling by in just a second. Here, I'll put the mic up. 
so that you can uh, you can hear Roger. You don't want uh, oh Lord, you no. don't want to miss Roger's enthusiasm. I don't, I don't think you had to put the mic over there. Not too to much. Roger. No, it's true. But uh, yeah, Roger is uh, one of the designers of all the fun here at Mill Burgers. Roger and Claudette. Uh, and uh, it is a lot of fun, and there's a lot of families here now, today. Who told you Claudette was doing part of it? Uh, Charles did. Oh, Charles. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Obviously, it wasn't Roger. Uh, no, no. Roger didn't Roger, share any. Uh, Roger would share if he wanted to. Roger's <laughs> kind of humble. All right, let's see. He's coming around. So they got beautiful, uh, real tight mums, chrysanthemums at the at the entrance. They got some big ones, big display ones. Yeah, and the neat thing about it is they're just becoming they're just coming into bloom, so uh, they'll last a lot longer than if you get them in full open bloom. <laughs> <laughs> I told you. Yep, that was nice. That woman played along quite well. <laughs> but I saw somebody. I passed somebody on sixteen oh four in a truck. Yeah, an open bedded truck. With mums in the back, oh next wow, to the, next to the cab, they weren't blooming. They were not blowing, blowing at all. Oh, huh? Because uh, they're so tight. So everybody's walking out with mums, probably because they're on sale. But yeah. uh, they're also beautiful. And uh, Trace has a unadvertised sale. I want to confirm it what? before I say anything on Durantas. Get out of here. Like a 12-inch pot, yeah. Now, now that you've said it. Huh? Well, but I, I don't want to give the price Oh. So until Trace confirms it. So he's kind of coming this way. He's he's moving slow. He's helping customers, as he should. Yeah, those Durantas are, are full of uh, berries now. Oh, good, okay. They're not so much full of blooms, but... Uh, Which is also pretty. Yeah, p- uh, purple bloom. Uh, but, uh, yeah, they're, uh, they're, they're, they're... They've turned the blooms... Have turned to uh, for, uh, real pretty uh, golden fruit. Yeah, they're one of the best uh, fall blooming nectar sources. Yeah, uh, for uh, usually for monarchs, monarchs will cover them. Yeah. So and so, uh, they uh, they're 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 pretty with that fruit on them. So yeah. and, uh, and that fruit stays on them. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. Quite the, a while. The birds j- gradually eat it, but not like. Uh, it's not like uh, pericantha or, yeah. or hollies. They like that a little bit. Uh, oh, and I, I saw a bunch of uh, of the tropical milkweed with nice blooms that was moving on. Yeah, I was trying to were, figure they, out where the where the source was. It's right around the corner. Yeah. They uh, they were moving them out yesterday. Yeah. They were buying. Uh, everybody I saw buying them were buying three or four. Of the, uh, they're getting. They've maybe seen a monarch. The yeah, monarchs have started yeah. to come into town, and they're Should in be. bloom. I mean, the the ones that they're selling are in bloom, and that's that'll be. It's a favorite nectar source of not just monarchs but all kinds of butterflies, <laughs> along with the mist flowers, uh, and zinnias, <laughs> zinnias, uh, right. lantanas. Trace is afraid I'm going to say something. He's going to come up here. Oh, okay, he'll tell us. You know, you know another one that's really blooming that uh, Mexican flame vine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. That, that always blooms in the. But, I don't, I don't particularly like the color though. Do you? you? <laughs> All right, I wasn't, I wasn't. It's this color. I knew I remembered it right. What, but, what did uh, you remember right? But I wasn't sure, so we got Trace up here. So I was telling him about we got a Durantis sale on. We do. All right. So, uh, <laughs> an unaver- You're only going to hear here. 
Uh, is that right? It's only going to hear it here. <laughs> so okay. here, here. So we've got it on a in-store special for six eighty-eight. Get out of here, those for big, what, those big containers. Three, yeah, three-gallon yep. containers. Yeah. Wow, that's a good deal. Regularly nineteen ninety-nine. Mm-hmm. Good they all, lord! And, are uh, they all all uh, got berries rather than blooms? They're, they're all yeah. in the berry stage. Okay. Yeah. So uh, great yeah. for the birds. Pretty yellow berries. Yes. Nickname and is, they they really golden dewdrop. Yeah, that's that's where I got that name, and. Uh, they hold those berries. We were, I was trying to tell Calvin, they hold those berries late. They do, I, unless, the, unless the birds get them. Well, yeah, but I don't, I don't. They're not the a birds. Yeah, we were thinking they were. They're not a favorite uh, of the birds. Yeah. In my, in my neighborhood, they eventually eat them, <laughs> but uh, not until real not the early first in the one spring. Maybe. Yeah. And then when uh, will it have a second bloom or? Possibly it depends on the weather. Okay. Uh, it does like it hot. But in the spring but, and summer, oh yeah, it's a perennial. Yeah. Yeah. It's, in the so, same, same yeah. it's a lot Montana. like Esperanza, though. If yeah. Get, they freeze down. down. Yeah. So you're freeze down and come back. Yeah. Uh, they have. Yeah. But they're not a, quite as sensitive. The cold, certainly not to, oh. as poinciana. Yeah. And same same family as Lantana, but I think it's a better perennial. Yeah. So. And that's another one we were mentioning. The uh, monarchs are in town, and the, the lantana are favorites. And they, uh, we were seeing all kinds of uh, tropical milkweed that was moving out of the nursery. Oh yeah, they, and it's orange too. So, yeah, uh, yeah. Got a got a double whammy. Despite there. yeah, despite that off color, uh, it's the bur- the uh, butterflies still love it. Milton didn't catch that. Mistflower. Oh, <laughs> and the mistflower. Something in my ear. I, I commented on the, the butterfly weed being that pretty orange. Yeah. And he called it. Uh, off, he called it off color. Uh, <laughs> man, so jealous. Yes. <laughs> just, just they just can't get over it. Uh, the uh, oh, I got to put in my place though at the Uh-oh. at the hospital. Uh, I was there w- with my wife and. Uh, a nurse saw I had I had one of my A and M shirts on. Uh oh! And the nurse says, who was about twenty five. Uh huh. She she says, "Oh, are you an Aggie too?" And I was kind of stumbling around. Kinda, uh. I said, yes, and so she did the. Oh, uh, you know, dig them. Uh, of course, I didn't know, and so she kind of either dismissed me as being. Uh, the ill one, or just not alert, or maybe real old. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and well, by the time she maybe all the above. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> by the time she'd walked off, going to do her uh, medical business, I, then I figured out what I was supposed yeah. to do. You know, there was when a hand I, signal. When I first came here, I didn't, I didn't, wasn't familiar with all the Aggie symbols, and so I was driving around town in an extension vehicle, an A and M vehicle. And uh, people would get, give me the finger, you know, get finger the up. The thumb, yeah. Thumb. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'd say, or both. I'd say, yeah. I'd say, hey. <laughs> and then uh, I, I finally, somebody finally explained to me that that's yeah. an Aggie symbol. Well, yes. back, back then, the finger Jerry got was not personal. Uh, yeah, right. Yeah. Now it's personal. Uh, I see. <laughs> Hey, so Trace, uh, we'll, we'll we'll give him the two fingers. <laughs> okay, yeah, there you there go. There you go. All right. The um, 
Well, we got you here. I know you can't stay because it's busy. Uh, let's talk a little bit about next Saturday's uh, presentation with David. Yeah, we're going to have David out. We're going to be talking about tree maintenance, uh, planting, uh, pruning, what to spray with, uh, mm-hmm. if you had a spray. Lots of questions about trees because of this heat. and Right. They're, they have all suffered for three, the last three to four months, and uh, they, need, they need some... Uh, some help to get through the or, winter. If nothing else, just a little confidence that they're they're well adapted and they've been established. They're going to make it through fine. But uh, but I've seen a lot of them. Well, that that's even worse. Some of them <laughs> dropping their leaves early. Some of them, same species, just, just uh, fifty feet away, are not doing. They're not losing any elms. Yeah. I've seen that the elms have been dropping yeah. early. Huh. And of course, the the, the bur oaks are <laughs> dropping. The Mexican, the Mexican, uh, which probably yeah. makes people very frustrated and worried that one, yeah, yeah one will and one isn't. I would ask uh, ask a question in the break room by some of your uh, workers. Uh, they were in there, kind of having a talk session, and uh, well, I got to go in that. One, one of one of one of them, uh, they ask. Uh, uh, do uh, the leaves falling now is that a problem you know i said no because we're in fall that's why they call it fall they really called it drop <laughs> but uh, they thought fall would be a catchier name i concur well <laughs> yeah how'd that go over uh, but any, anyway uh and uh, most people don't get a sense of humor <laughs> yeah it's it's what's what's making dry. it's very deep yeah, yeah. <laughs> what's making people nervous mm-hmm. is the leaves that fall off sometimes have spots on them or and they're brown around the edges or something like that that leaf has been damaged so it drops first uh same way with fruit and things so uh, leaf drop at this time of the year is not uh, not to be worried about. Now, if they if they hold their if they hold the leaves, what about, and they turn brown, that's a problem. What about a leaf drop on a a viburnum or a, no, a holly or something? Not like, a holly. Yeah, <laughs> that's some, a drought. Some, uh, some of the uh, evergreens are dropping some leaves too. Yeah. Now those. Usually you get some signals there. They start to drop. Then you want to give them, you want to give them a, a, a generous water at the base. Yeah. And uh, one good watering should get them through. Hopefully till the cool, cool weather gets here. But yeah, watch for that. Well, and David will be here next Saturday talking about that. Oh, is that what we were talking yeah, about? Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> um, no, no charge, and it's from ten thirty to noon. I believe he's supposed to call today. Oh, good. Okay. That'd be great. We'd love to talk to him. Uh, and then on the 26th is Millburgers' big Halloween weekend celebration plus blood drive uh, with all kinds of fun and food and a maze. And you can vote for your favorite uh, employee Halloween costume. And uh, not only that, but uh, you can win a prize just for voting. You can. Yeah. So all kinds of fun for that. Go to com to check that out. We'll tell you more. And there's the blood drive, too. And uh, uh, let's see. I was going to say. Everybody's going to be working really hard to dethrone Roger. Oh, is that the deal now? That's is everybody deal. ganging up on Roger? <laughs> well, but Roger, Roger. Roger's got his, uh, kind of has his signals and, and bullies people and <laughs> charms charms people to vote for yes. him. So 
and he's got a long history of being <laughs> successful. Maybe he makes everybody uh, on the terror trade. He's, he's uh, already been campaigning. Oh, no, right? Even without a costume. He's out there campaigning. Even a co- he, was, he was doing a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> even about. Wow. Cool. Well, what else? Anything coming in exciting? Anything uh, uh, well, you want to focus another, on? Another great selection of uh, cool weather vegetables. We should be getting our uh, first good wave of cilantro this week. Yeah, okay. We were talking about that yesterday. Um, also so, saw strawberries available, so uh, oh, wow. assuming I get my yeah. water, I'm going to have strawberries. Are they going to be yeah. those same varieties as last there, year? There was two flavors, and off the top of my head, I can't remember which ones they were, but I can go find that out. Yeah, because they, they were outstanding for home yeah, production. Yeah, I, I think. I even got them to work. Uh, wait a minute. Yeah, I got like, <laughs> remember I brought you that strawberry? I, oh, yeah. I grew the Half of his crop. Half of his crop. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. <laughs> yeah, I thought David Rodriguez did the, and Dr. Larry Stein and all of them did the testing on those strawberries. And I think they're recommending the same ones that we had last year. Yeah, because they, they were great. They produced over a long period. They dealt with the weather well. and Yeah. Uh, so... Uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll be promoting those because you want to try them. Milton can even grow. I know. Those. Wait a minute. <laughs> Milton proof. That means everybody should be doing it. There's going to be a little picture of me on the uh, tag, flaming now, people. We got to talking yesterday when I was reading an old article about uh, in the newsletter about October is the time to plant pansies, and Neil Sparrow's come out with the time to plant pansies. Have you seen pansies on the availability? Well, I got two tables out there. A pansies? Yeah. How could I walk by? They're full of full bloom, huh? Yeah, they're blooming. Okay. Well, I I guess I guess my right article was right. So yeah. in in the old days, and I don't know if this coincides with your article, but uh, Columbus Day was a day to have your pansies right. in the ground. And I think that's Monday, isn't it? It's the twelfth, isn't it? Yeah. I think so. Yeah, so not this Monday, but no, that's not right. Because next Monday is the uh, 14th. I don't know. We'll have to look. Yeah. Let me Google it. But uh, I'm going to ask Google. The You know, we were talking about yesterday about how difficult it is for the grower to even grow pansies, this, especially this, local growers. As warm as it's been. As hot yeah. as it's been, yeah. And spinach. Yeah, spinach in that same league. There. Yeah. No, it's you the, got it's the spinach 14th. Out there. It's next Monday. Not this Monday, but Monday a week. Yep, so that, uh, that coincides. Yeah, and good. the cool, cool weather's coming, so I'm glad you got them. Very cool. Hey, uh, the, we talking about next weekend. There's lots of programs. I think we some, had some other programs, too. I'm going to be giving a program on, deals. on uh, birds, attracting birds to the fall garden over there at Well Birds Unlimited. And so in, in Milton was so wonderful he remembered the address so it's at hebner and northwest military in that shopping center okay well give them a call birds unlimited uh yeah. they, they have a limited capacity for an audience so give them a call it's free uh if you want to uh, attend that it's at uh nine let's see eight thirty in the morning i believe okay cool so you want has a man retired over there? Yeah, oh, he's still around. I think he's still helping out. He's okay. still working with him. I met the new guy. Seems like a real nice guy. Yeah. All right, uh, oh, really? No. Uh, How's he going to take Bill's place? Well, uh, nobody can replace <laughs> Bill. I just yeah. said he was a nice guy. Well, that's what I mean. I mean, he's so much different than Bill, I guess. Uh, oh. <laughs> Bummer. You'll come by here and You're going to have a hard time selling commercials. Yeah. 
Okay. Uh, what, what they were talking about, uh, the gardening volunteers of South Texas are having next Saturday, October 12th, uh, at, uh, at the San Antonio Botanical Garden. Uh, they're going to have a uh, workshop on how to make your gar- yard a haven for monarch butterflies and other pollinators. And they're going to have two sessions. I've, I've been told that session one, from 1 to 2.30, is, if not full, almost full. Mm. So you'll have to settle, uh, call in right away or either sign up right away or either uh, sign up for session two, which is from 3 to 4.30 p.m. Okay. And uh, they, you, you, when you sign up at the... Gardeningvolunteers.org slash event. Uh, you select your session and pay a $10 fee when you register. And uh, that includes your entry fee to the entire garden, the $10 fee does. The workshop uh, and tour will describe 22 plants that thrive in San Antonio and provide, ne- provide nectar or larvae. You'll see many of these plants up close in the garden. And the neat thing about it is uh, they're going to have some tour. They have tours in each each uh, each uh, session uh, given by uh, GVST members and noted landscapers Charles Bartlett uh, with uh, Albert Del Rio. Now, yeah. One of the neat things, in too, is all, all 22 of those species are here. Here at the nursery and uh, yeah, included yes, in in the certified butterfly garden. Oh, good, cool. And a number of them are on sale. Hey, that's right, because yeah. we've got uh, perennials in the one gallon in front of us. I, Y'all got some great things. On can the I Saturday. correct uh, my presentation the next Saturday is uh, at ten a.m. Oh man, not people, not eight thirty. You still. better be there at eight thirty now. The, <laughs> week, it's the, the weekend after. Jerry and I are at oh. 8.30 at the Herb Market. Oh, Herb Market, okay. <laughs> at the Pearl. Does the liquor store... If I remember. Liquor store before or after uh, Wild Birds, your presentation, does it open? Uh, not until after. Oh, okay. So hey, I'm, I'm going to be the nurse. Yes. <laughs> you gave him a gave him the finger right there. All right, we got the perennials on sale. You've got uh, the landscape shrubs on sale. Yeah, we do. Uh, which is you know it's what else? You know what else? What we haven't mentioned. Uh, uh, my article next week uh, next Saturday is going to talk about uh, it's time to start feeding the birds it's, uh, the seeds. Yeah, and we've got the bird feeding section yeah. here oh, at Millburgers, yeah, which kind of snuck in here. So, you know, got some of those same bird, ba- bird feeders. We got those uh, uh, steel feeders with the sensitive perch. We got some of those. Mm, might we, have, there might we, be a few still in there. Yeah, we used to have some. But, uh, you know, the safflower seed and the sunflower seed. Sunf- the they got seed. sunflower seed? Yeah, oh, yeah. Good. Yeah. But ground covers are 98 cents each in the four-inch pot. Shade trees are on sale. That's a good one. The shade trees? Yes. You want to talk about it? Sure. Hey, <laughs> we got a, we got a tree seminar coming up. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So that's uh, perfect. There's all kinds of trees in that group. Uh, several different kinds of red oaks and uh, live oak. A lot of white oaks, so like Monterey, Burr, Chinkapin, Lacy's, uh, as well as other trees. There's a, a number of them back there. Do we know and when? when Thirty percent off and planting CPS. services are available. Do we know when the CPS? Uh... So when we 
checked the uh, website last time. They said it was coming, but I don't. Uh, as far as the update goes, I think I last year I was October fifteenth, wasn't it? They, they hadn't updated the last time we looked, so I'll have a uh, Mary do that. Cool. All right, Trace. Anything else? Oh, winterizer lawn fertilizer. The guys were talking about that a bunch. That's a great ratio designed just yeah. for our area. Um, and why does it say winterizer? What's what's important about that? Well, you got to feed your grass so that it can uh, do what it needs to do, and then go to sleep or uh, store the energy for next year. There you go. Yep. So it'll come out stronger when it does come out. Tell yeah. me about this uh, on the shade tree thing. It says planting services available. Yes. That means y'all will plant it for them? Of course. Okay, how much do you charge? Depends, Depends on the size of the tree, I'm sure, and well, where it is. Well, the ones that are on sale, uh, the stipulations would be it's $85 an hour. $12 an hour? $85 an hour. $85 an hour. <laughs> uh, that's on a 20-mile radius, not having to use a jackhammer, and staking would not be included in that. Not having to use a jackhammer? If we have to use a jackhammer, it would go up. Yeah, I'll say. And that's, that, you're going to have to use jackhammer, especially stone oak and that bear. Depends on where they live. Yeah. Although, cool. I've seen uh, <laughs> I've seen some folks with uh, with those uh, sharp little shovels. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm, I always poo-pooed those because <laughs> I grew up using a regular spade and everything. And I was at a project at Paul Cox's house. In fact, we were putting some uh, landscape plants in his house. Uh, and uh, there were a couple of those guys from Saws that had been plumbers. And they used those little sharp, and they they just used, they didn't push with their foot. They just, you know, chopped at the at Oh, that, I've uh, seen that. I've seen that, yeah. It was just amazing. I was just flabbergasted to watch how skillful they were <laughs> at dealing with the caliche with just that shovel like that. And I guess it's... Uh, practice. Yeah. Claudette killed an elephant. <laughs> that that was last year's snake that I think she's repurposing. Oh, is it? Okay. No. <laughs> right, cool. we got to take a break. Trace, anything else? Uh, no, I think that covers Cool. Thanks for coming early. up, man. All right, we're going to take a break and come back in a moment. You give us a call. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up on 930 AM. The Answer. Hi, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road. All right, it's October, but right now the pumpkin patch and monster maze is now open at Millburgers. This is a whole lot of fun, so come on and drop by, run the maze, pick out your favorite Halloween pumpkin. Millburgers has such a great selection of Halloween pumpkins, all different shapes, all different sizes, all different colors, and see many unique home and yard decorations for fall and Halloween. And they're being kind of shy on that one. Millburgers has stuff you will not find anyplace else. From beautiful fall stuff to spooky Halloween stuff, you'll find it in the boutique. Get it? Boutique over at Millburgers. And come on for some free fun with the maze and just enjoy it with the kids' pictures, uh, with the uh, fall backdrop and all kinds of fun at Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Bulverde Road. And go online to find out more about upcoming classes in October at MillburgerNursery.com. I put a spell on you. Oh, 
Welcome back to Stop Melbourne's Garden in South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Screaming Jay Hawkins there, by the way. And uh, the bugs around your house will start screaming when they see that Spider-Man truck pull up because uh, they know it's over. Now, all their little secrets, the ways to get in their house, your house, or all their hiding places, it's over. So uh, Spider-Man's going to find where they're coming in. He's going to spray the house, and they'll be gone. Uh, and that's what I like about Warren Remy and Spider-Man is he takes care of the whole problem, views it holistically, if you will. So he's not just spraying and leaving because that's the biggest complaint I hear from people with pest control companies is they sprayed, they died, and then they were back two weeks later. They had to come back and spray again. And finally, we just got tired of it. And then we called Spider-Man, and we've been happy for a long time now. So we have him come every six months or whatever he does. But, um, yeah, so Spider-Man will take care of it and uh, make you happy. And uh, uh, you can give him a call. Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control. Warren Remy's been doing this for a long time. He also takes note of uh, the pets you have and yeah, that's concerns. A good um, in fact, my, uh, my two Westies look forward to no, the they guy like Spider-Man? Coming, yeah, every month coming. Oh, that's yeah. neat. Yeah, I think they help him go look around and check out the, the, the rat uh, <laughs> the rat <base>. situation. Yeah. <laughs> 210-656-3721. 210-656-3721 or GoSpiderManPest.com. That's GoSpiderManPest.com. All right, 210-308-8867. Did you see the, the petunias? I'm guessing the, the, the bright purple are petunias. I think you're right. Yeah, they're pretty. And then, of course, the dianthus. They're on sale, too. The Where's the dianthus? There? Oh, is that in front of us, the first yeah. table? Uh, I like the dianthus. I haven't planted them in a long time, but they uh, they almost grew like a grass. Yeah. Which is really, really cool. And uh, and they were in a window box, and they looked great. Well, they're good they're good nectar sources. But the other oh, thing, they, they're uh, pretty drought tolerant, and all you got to do is grow them in a container to figure out why they're so drought tolerant. <laughs> they put out a root system that takes up every yeah. inch of space. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, well, Jerry, uh, we talked about a, a way to, they're one of the longest season blooms in the oh, winter yeah. time. You just kind of give them a little, what, uh, uh, cut off the half the blooms yeah. uh, sometime, what, like April, end of April, and then they'll they'll come back and they'll bloom through June and yeah. July. Even in the summer. Yeah, when snapdragons and stocks are long, long and gone. And pansies are yeah. long gone, yeah. Uh, I was looking at Neil Sperry's no, uh, no. article in yesterday's paper. Are you going to pick on Neil again? No, no, no. He got I'm going to get Neil on the show. He's got a good question. <laughs> Let him defend himself. <laughs> uh, the question was, when planting hedges... Next to a brick or stucco wall, should it be a foot out to allow for, for air circulation or up against it, the wall? What kind of plant was it? Uh, uh, hedges. Oh, just hedges in general. And uh, the reason I bring this up is because uh, we, we got our best selection of hedges and... Uh, I, my favorite, or our favorite, is uh, dwarf Yopon holly and dwarf Burford holly. And uh, 
They've got wax leaf ligustrum and Japanese boxwood. I don't know if they're uh, as as durable as uh, dwarf yopon holly. But uh, dwarf yopon holly and dwarf burford holly are in three-gallon containers. They're pretty good-sized plants. Regularly sold for twenty dollars now for eleven eighty-eight. But Neil says uh, shrubs planted near the house should be chosen according to the height you want them to grow. That's why we mentioned those those two. If you need a four-foot shrub, plant one that matures at four feet, not a tall, taller type that you would require uh, tr- regular pruning. Uh, that's what a lot of new homeowners do. They buy uh, they buy a shrub that uh, is going to go tall, grow tall, and or they buy a house over winter uh, through the windows uh, in front of the windows. Now, it, it, back then, I don't know if it's changed now, but the uh, quite often the contractor would yeah. buy, buy whatever was available. Right. When I bought a first house here in San Antonio. They had Ely Agnes in the front, oh, you know, which of course grew to the to the <laughs> the roof bottom and right in front of the the picture windows. And yeah, everything. yeah. So I had to switch that out pretty quickly. So uh, stick with the uh, dwarf yopon holly or dwarf perford holly, and then uh, then plant it out away from the house by about the same distance. Jeez, <laughs> that guy should be uh, given a ticket for uh, noise uh, pollution. Uh, yeah, that's okay. Anyway, then plant it away from the house uh, by about the same distance, at least three feet, or better yet, four or even five feet. Uh, it's away from the base of the house. It's best to plant your shrubs in natural clusters uh, and groupings rather than long straight rows. I think everybody I planted mine in long straight rows. Well, it depends on the on how much space you got too and some of the uh, some of the uh, shrubs are more tolerant of being planted tight against a fr- fence. I, yeah. I, had, I had great luck with uh, standard yopon when I just had that a little tiny little ledge. Oh, okay. Yeah, and the, you know, they they did perfect up there against the fence. Very attractive and, and yeah. real flexible in terms of managing them, pruning them. Yeah, the neat thing about these uh, dwarf yopon holly and dwarf burford holly is that uh, they're adapted to our soils, uh, rocky soil or whatever. Any. So dig a hole as deep as you can. And uh, a little bit, a little bit of the rim of the root ball can be sticking out of the, out of the ground. Yeah, don't out of the rock, I should say. Don't for two two reasons. Don't dig it too deep. It's, yeah, it's hard work, unnecessary hard work, and it also is not the best thing for the, the plant either. The plant should be yeah a little higher than it when was I, in a container. When I, that was no problem for me when I was planting dwarf yopon holly. In front of my uh, uh, new house in 1979. Well, that didn't matter. You were so that was so many years ago. You could have <laughs> dug a hole to China back then. <laughs> no, <laughs> I used a metal bar 
And uh, it took me uh, two hours to dig a hole for a gallon-sized container. Are you serious? It, it, uh, my house is on a solid caprock stone. Huh. And so I had to use a metal bar. And so I would di- dig one a night. And uh, the only, only problem I had with those hollies were that uh, I let them dry out. Hmm. So I put drip, hole, drip holes around them. But now I planted them closer than that, that to the house. So I think Neil's recommendation of, uh, because you want to walk behind them. You want, you want to kind of walk behind them. But for 30 years later, 35 years later, I have to cut those yopon back uh, periodically to uh, keep them from going to get, getting too big, going against the house. And uh, 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 Burford Holly and Yopon Holly. Burford's the one that got stickers on it, thorns on it, not too on sav- the leaves. Yeah, not too savage. It's got a nice dark green color. Oh, yeah, it's pretty thin. And uh, doesn't... It's really a disciplined grower. Both of those two are yeah. disciplined grower. So uh, they're on sale. So uh, if you if you plant, suppose you planted uh, pittosporum, okay. All right. That that used to be the major uh, shrub around here, and the dwarf pittosporum. And the first, the, when we had those extremely hard freezes, it killed them. But then uh, it didn't just kill everything immediately. It killed yeah. some immediately. And then the next summer, <laughs> things would be dying off or major parts of the branches. Yeah. It took a while to figure out that that was cold remnants or <laughs> damage from the uh, freezing temperatures before. Now, the interesting thing about it, it didn't, it didn't bother the standard yopon. I've got I a, mean, standard. Uh, I've got a standard, standard Yopon. I think it's been there 40-plus years and oh, yeah. just keeps plugging away. At, uh, I don't know of any insect or disease. Well, an insect, you get get sick kale on them, but there's very little uh, insect or disease problem. So when people call in and say or bring in a dead Yopon or Burford Holly, we don't even look at it twice. You didn't water it. When they get that look in their eyes, you know, like, uh-oh. Well, only <laughs> once. How did you know? Only once, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> For two months. Yeah. And uh, so you've got to, uh, that's when we changed our recommendation on all shrubs. To uh, When they're getting established, I think for the first two years, water them at the base of the plant. So uh, you you got to be careful with newly established shrubs. Now, uh, Neil also had a question, which uh, some of our people may be experiencing on uh, rosemary. Uh, he had a question that we have we have a row of rosemary, half of which is turning mossy gray. I'm not sure what what is happening, but it looks like it could be it could die. Should I trim out the gray area, which is a lot, or what might cause this? And uh, Neil writes or answers. Uh, this is usually from letting the plants get too dry. 
And I'm thinking uh, we might have had some of that damage uh, here in San Antonio since we had several uh, extreme dry well, part periods. Well, part of it is our fault because we, say, we for years said they were invincible. Oh, yeah. Drought tolerant, one of the most drought tolerant, but they, they need... Uh, well-drained soil, yeah. and they're usually the reservoir is not large, and they got all that foliage on there, so they're they're not nearly as drought drought tolerant as as you figure they are, especially when you're growing them in a container. Yeah, Neil says the rosemary likes well-draining soils, like Calvin said, and it isn't particularly good in wet areas. But we've seen a lot of issues with rosemary as hot and dry. As this year has been since midsummer, so uh, if you got your rosemary, of course the neat thing about rosemary, deer won't eat it, and uh, that's why a lot of people are using it. And I, I guess you could say it grows, it grows in the shade pretty well too, doesn't it? I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't. I, I, it does uh, better in the full sun. Full sun, but, yeah. Uh, I like the. I've seen some of the best plantings I've seen are is the. Spreading rosemary, yeah, uh, on a, a ledge or on a yeah, oh, very yeah. very attractive as you go over go over the edge of that uh, uh, wall. Yeah, uh, they use a lot of that in Stone Oak where my daughter used to live, and it blooms. A yeah. lot of people don't realize that it blooms pretty in in the spring. I think. Yeah, it doesn't seem to have any insect problems or anything. So uh, you just gonna need to give it a little water sometimes. Hey, 210-308-8867 is our number. Give us a call. Be a part of Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Or come on by and visit with us at 1604 on Boulevard Road and see if we can't help you out with your gardening questions. Bring the kids and uh, bring the family. Bring the pets. There's lots of fun things for them to do here today. The moon bounce. The uh, the maze. The pumpkins. The pictures. I don't think we've... I don't think there's been... <laughs> but a few seconds that we haven't seen a somebody, a family over there taking pictures oh, yeah. uh, by the pumpkin patch. Well, I don't think we've seen anybody taking their pet pictures. I haven't this seen year. any pet pictures this year, no, not yet. <laughs> so okay. you could be the first. Come don't on, tell by me that pets are out of favor. No, <laughs> I don't think so. I think they're okay. They just maybe they won't pose well. <laughs> they don't smile. <laughs> but two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Give us a call and be a part of the show. We'll be back after this on nine thirty a.m. The answer. Hi, it's Milton Glick for Millburgers Landscape Nursery at sixteen zero four and Bolverde Road. All right, it's October, but right now the Pumpkin Patch and Monster Maze is now open at Millburgers. This is a whole lot of fun, so come on and drop by, run the maze, pick out your favorite Halloween pumpkin. Millburgers has such a great selection of Halloween pumpkins, all different shapes, all different sizes, all different colors, and see many unique home and yard decorations for fall and Halloween. And they're being kind of shy on that one. Millburgers has stuff you will not find any place else from beautiful fall stuff to spooky halloween stuff you'll find it in the boutique get it boutique over at millburgers and come on for some free fun with the maze and just enjoy it with the kids pictures uh with the uh, fall backdrop and all kinds of fun at millburgers landscape nursery at 1604 on Boulevard road and go online to find out more about upcoming classes in october at millburgernursery.com 
Gardening South Texas. Next week, it's supposed to be a little cooler, uh, so you're going to want to get out on that deck or patio. But I'm telling you, if it's not looking the way you want it to, it doesn't have to look bad, honestly. You can call Barry Hagendorf at Deck and Patio Care, and he'll take care of it. The proof is in the pictures, too. When you go to deckandpatiocare.com, you'll see pictures of before and after. And uh, Barry's statement in this commercial is, see, it really can look new again. And you'll see... It really can look new again when you look at the pictures. You'll see uh, tips and advice that you can do to keep it going, even if you don't use them, and uh, news and things that are going on. But Barry's been doing this since 1985. He's uh, what I'm calling a geek when it comes to a deck and patio care. Uh, he's studied and studied and studied, and so trust his expertise, and, and you'll be happy with deck and patio care. Deckandpatiocare.com, deckandpatiocare.com, or 210. 210- 822-9147. 210-822-9147. Back on the phone lines now at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Eva is on the line. Hi there, Eva. Welcome to the show. How are you doing today? I'm doing fine. I have a question about my fall tomato plants. Okie doke. They have been doing well. And they're loaded with uh, small tomatoes, except I have an insect on them, and I need to know what to use to get rid of it. What it, kind of insect, you know? Do you know what kind it, of insect? It, uh, it gets on the green leaf, a small section of the green leaf, and the uh, it, the leaf is folded over, and um, uh, there are a few holes in it. And when you uh, uh, look inside, spread it out, it's sort of glued together. Uh, there's a real tiny little worm in there. Is, is, is it making, making trails? And the uh, leaf, is that what you're saying? No, it's not making trails. It's, it has encased itself in a small section of the leaf. Okay. And but there's lots, are there lots of them in the, on the plants? Yeah, quite a few. Hmm. That's uh, bad on grapes, too. Uh, it's not a leaf curler. Not a skeletonizer. No. No. Uh, they they roll the leaf up and uh, the, she likes to say when you open it up uh-huh. that little white worm is in there, and they feed from the inside of that uh, cavity that they're in. Uh, but uh, out of the leaves are they on? Are they affecting? Oh, about half of them. Hmm. Half of them. Yeah. Well, that's both. My question was had to do with that and Jerry's too. Problem is, it's hard to spray them. Yeah. To get, once they're rolled up. The, right. Uh, uh, I did have 
some uh, diatomaceous earth uh, powder, and I used that on them a couple weeks ago, and it kind of slowed them down, but now they're back again. Well, I think the best you can do is just use uh, one of the regular insecticides and not expect much action. Spinosad or uh, Malathion or Seven, one of those. They could use Spinosad. That's organic if that's what she wants to do. A Spinosad-containing product. But but because they rolled up in that leaf, they're... They uh, manage to protect themselves pretty well because those those insecticides, to be effective, have to make contact with the yeah the worm. The worm. What? Our, our BT is not one well, not very effective because they're eating the inside of the leaf and they're not getting the product. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, probably the the best control. Uh, I, I was shocked when you said it's uh, such a large percentage of leaves being affected. But uh, is to take off, cut off those uh, uh, curled leaves uh-huh. and squeeze them, you know, uh, kill the worm mm-hmm. inside of them. Right. If, if, if there's not too many leaves affected. Uh-huh. But uh, that's about the only way you can get rid of a... A leaf curler. Okay. Okay. I'll try something. Leaf curler, roller, yeah. Yeah, and that's not. Yeah. It's not a. It's not a usual. I, I, it's not usual for tomato plants. Right, right. Yeah. right. It's right. more. It's more common on uh, grape. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A lot of times in the in the wild, uh, the mustangs and those types, uh, mm-hmm. you will see almost every leaf on them curl like that with with a worm in it. Yeah. Now a lot of times, well, you could. I think I think do the do the best you can with suspinosad, and if, if it turns out there's not as many leaves are as effective as you think, then you can do the squishing. Uh, but the tomato plant may grow through it anyway if the weather breaks now, right? And you're fertilizing and watering. So okay. it'll okay. it'll still produce. Mm-hmm. All righty. Good luck. Okay. What what, uh, what variety is it? Do you know? I've got the small, the ruby crush, um, the cherry tomato. Nine thirty eight, nine sixty eight. Yeah. And uh, okay. celebrities. Yeah, that's why it's set in fruit. Mm-hmm. Nine sixty eight. Okay. All right. All right. Thanks, okay. Eva. I'm Thank glad you. you're having pretty good luck. I hope we right. helped you. Thank, Thank you. you. All right. 210-308-8867 is our number. Now we got our line free, but you may want to wait a second, or you may want to call us now, and uh, then when we come back from the news break, we can get to you as soon as possible because uh, we're going to go to news in just a second. Uh, just as soon as we said that nobody had come and taken pictures with their dog, <laughs> uh, where did the Labradoodle go? Uh, there they are. Oh, is it still there? I think so. I think they, those are the Labradoodle owners. It's a beautiful dog. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, what a nice color. Yeah. Rich, rich brown. I saw, I, I, I saw a, 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 a movie the uh, day before yesterday at uh-huh. night on, on, on a cable channel. Yeah. 
about uh, the Western, and uh, it, it was about uh, somebody, the uh, uh, town mob killed his dog, and he loved that dog. Oh, no. He came back and killed them all. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> what movie were you watching? I don't know, but it's the first time. You know, you usually when you have uh, Steven Seagal or some of those, they kill his dog. That, yeah. that, that's what really sends him over the edge. But that's the first time I've ever seen a movie all the way around a dog killing. Wow. They killed his dog in front of him, man. Oh, man. They first shot the dog, then stuck a knife in him. They yeah. really did not like that usually, dog. Usually it's just your parents or, yeah. or, or your uh, spouse or something. I really irritated this guy. Did they have a reason for there's your There's your little labradoodle. The labradoodle? Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> right. Yeah, they, uh, the guy had, had uh, embarrassed him. Oh, okay. Embarrassed one of the... But... Uh, Wow. He, t- he took care of business. All right. Uh, <laughs> 210-308-8867. I guarantee you there's some people out there listening that would do that for their dog. I think the dog over there is picking its pumpkin out. Oh, uh, uh, is the dog <laughs> picking the pumpkin? They should throw it and let it come and bring it back. One of yeah. Guys. Oh, no, they're they're trying to get some more pictures. Oh, uh, okay, with the dog in the pumpkin patch. <laughs> hey, don't forget, David Rodriguez is going to be here next Saturday from 1030 to noon doing his workshop, and it's going to be on uh, fall planting and fall tree planting. Uh, so that's absolutely free. David does a wonderful job. Uh, bring notebook. Bring lots of questions for David. That just makes it even better. And um, we encourage you to uh, to come on out there. Again, no reservations needed on that one. Uh, but you want to uh, make sure that you get here in plenty of time to get a good seat. Uh, it's going to be from 1030 to noon, and uh, it's going to be absolutely great. Uh, so go to MillburgerNursery.com to find out more about that. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. More in a moment. Of Millburgers Gardening South Texas. I'm Milton Glick, and this is 930 AM. The Millburgers Gardening South Texas is sponsored by Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery on 930 AM. The Answer. We're back with Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. Our phone number 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, toll free. It's 866-308-8867. Give us a call and be a part of the show or come on by, bring your pooch and take pictures, <laughs> bring your family and take pictures and uh, have a good time out here at Millburgers with the moon bounce and mark on your calendar the 26th and the 27th. That's going to be the Halloween weekend extravaganza here at Millburgers. So uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Go to MillburgerNursery.com to learn more about that. Uh, we didn't mention Calvin's article uh, yesterday. Uh, uh, I, it, it's a good article about uh, mulch, answering mulch question. And uh, in, in, one, in the first uh, question and answer, uh, he addressed a very common problem that we have around here. The question was, the heat and dry weather motivated us to enrich our raised bed garden soil with commercial compost. 
We added a three-inch layer. The texture is wonderful, but it doesn't handle water well. It seems to run right off. And Calvin, <laughs> Calvin answers that, said, unfortunately, this is a common problem. The commercial compost, and he got compost in uh, uh, italic, yeah. you purchased is organic material, but not really compost. Uh, some someday, someday it will decom it will com- compost when the organic material decomposes to a greater degree. It will then have water holding characteristics that we expect. The normal definition of compost is organic material in a state of decomposition to the degree that its smell and appearance do not reveal its source material. That's a good definition, Calvin. I'm proud of you. The organic material sold as compost has not reached that point of decomposition. It was sold prematurely. Now, that that's happens a lot around here. And uh, uh, it's because... Uh, compost is so uh, so much in demand, especially around here. <clears throat> and the ultimate is anybody that has a compost pile knows too. You can have a pile that's oh, yeah. eight by eight by eight, and when it gets gets decomposing a while, it's down there to a two by two by two. So your a commercial concern has to should try to get it to the <laughs> point where. It's a majority of decomposed material, but not lost all of its all of its mass too. So you want it, you want it, you want it basically to do the job. You want it to hold water. You want it yeah. to um, have a nice texture and be able to to work. So it's a it's a compromise. Yeah, I. Uh uh, we had a program, uh, an extension program, uh, with your buddy, Dr. Steve George, and he was recommending the use of a lot of compost. And uh, he was recommending complete compost. In other words, uh, as he said, don't buy, buy complete uh, organic materials that are completely composted. Which is easy to say on paper, but uh, mo- most people like 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 this question was. Uh, he says uh, it it feels it fe- it felt good. In other words, uh, the texture is wonderful, but it doesn't handle water well. So uh, that that's what you really have to watch when you. Uh, and we uh, use compost. And this summer, we've been reminded of that because we have had uh, listeners that uh, have been faced with that situation. It just, you know, we, and then we always recommend yeah. two inches of compost for uh, a new vegetable bed or, uh, or refurbishing your flower bed. But. Uh, <clears throat> The two inches is not immediately valuable if it's in that state, or and especially and if you use it as a, a layer. So you got to you got to be got to be aware of what you're getting. Yeah, 
Uh, Kevin says, so before you buy compost, examine the material carefully to ensure the product has decomposed enough to have a clean soil smell and that its source material is not distinguishable, either in the compost or uh, as a smell. Uh, the, uh, I always think of uh, when you say uh, it doesn't smell, I always uh, laugh and think about uh, Malcolm Beck when we were touring the bat caves, and uh, Malcolm had some of his... Uh, uh, he used bat guano in his compost. And uh, he said, <laughs> and I said, that stinking stuff. Or, or he was showing that the decomposed bat guano, pure bat guano, didn't smell. Didn't have a, a, a bad smell. Were you out there when he was doing that, Milton? Yeah. You were, yeah. And so he would try to get everybody to smell it. And uh, I, I I was laughing at him and saying the old joke about back Beck's comp. Uh, he thinks his b- compost don't smell. <laughs> <laughs> and we've got a picture of uh, my then wife uh, Carolyn smelling it on plantanswers.com with a caption under it. The hell no, it does. It smells. <laughs> Did you smell it? <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's it's. That's it's not bad like chicken manure uh, yeah, or yeah. raw chicken manure. But I but even that is a bit of a compromise. I um, you know, a little a little manure smell is worth it if you're getting a nice yeah. percentage of uh manure as part of your compost. That's uh, cuz it the, the smell doesn't linger long. It decomposes no. pretty quickly and it uh Yeah. And it's such a an addition, positive addition to the soil that it's worth it. Calvin takes up the question: if if you already put that that kind of uh, compost down, it's not finished compost. Uh, you can address the problem by thoroughly mixing material with the with the soil in the raised bed rather than layering it. Uh, that's a good tip. Incorporating 10 cups of slow-release fertilizer, such as 1959, into every 100 square feet of bed. Now, that's after the mixing, right? Yeah. After you mix it in with the available uh, I was I was thinking of there. on the winterizer, what a good bargain that oh, is yeah. on, on sale. Yeah. Even the winterizer, I think the winterizer would be... The advantage to the slow-release lawn fertilizer is, yeah. of course, you got a longer release of nitrogen. But, gosh, yeah, that uh, nitrogen is uh, such a bargain on that winterizer. That would that would work, too. And he says, if it does not rain adequately, soak the mixed soil with a sprinkler to release the nutrients from the fertilizer and moisten the bed before planting uh, transplants or seeds. It, they will kill uh, uh, undecomposed organic material will kill and rot seeds and transplant. Oh, that's why you got to get it, got to get it mixed in there, and it just uh, um, it's just like that water running off there. It's yeah, it's just uh, just a sterile situation at this point. That mostly yeah. mostly it's chopped up brush. 
uh, when Calvin mentioned uh, in his uh, previous uh, uh, previously in the article, I said uh, the organic material repelling the water could be mostly chopped brush or even sawdust that had barely begun to decompose. Now that reminds me of a story. Uh, Malcolm Beck used to put a lot of uh, uh, cedar flakes, what he calls cedar chips, uh, from the uh, hill country that they, that they, when they were extracting the cedar oil, it would produce a massive amount of cedar chips where they grind a tree up. And so Malcolm had the great idea to put that in his mixes, which... Uh, if it got too much in there, it would set up like concrete when you water it. And so Malcolm uh, and a lot of people believed there was something in those cedar chips that was killing their plants. And so Malcolm <laughs> Malcolm uh, uh, did a, uh, and he, he, he resented it to his dying day, he gave A&M a, uh, a grant to test cedar flakes, mm-hmm. cedar chips. And uh, they, they turned it over to a graduate student or, or a, a student that wanted some books. And uh, they gladly took his money, and they came back with the, with the results that you couldn't grow plants in cedar chips. Which did a, hurt his business, hmm. hurt, hurt his uh, cedar business quite a bit, or his compost business quite a bit. But I had been, been growing all sorts of vegetables, especially potatoes, in pure uh, cedar chips hmm. for years. And but what I did was. Uh, I, I made uh, made rows and made furrows but, uh, between the rows and and uh, dammed up the furrows and put <clears throat> filled them full of uh, cedar chips. And then when I before I would plant, I would soak those cedar chips. I put a dam at each end. I would soak those cedar chips till they were sopping wet, and then plant the potatoes. Okay. And uh, they would grow. They did well, wonderful. Of course, they had to have fertilizer. And then, then eventually, after a year or so, those cedar chips were composted, and I could use them back into the soil. But what they didn't do at A&M was they didn't water. They couldn't water them properly because they didn't soak the, the chips. So uh, they they made a serious mistake there because that uh, you could c- pro- cedar repels water. Yeah. Well, you could probably do that same thing uh, with that, that material that that's, hasn't decomposed yet that, yeah. that we're talking about that repels yeah. the water if there's... Some way to dam it up. Yeah, and so it because because it, it'll it's got time and the water's sitting there and it's soaking. It will eventually soak, yeah. but but not when you're 
<laughs> running drip irrigation or spraying yeah. my hand over the top of it. It's just and uh, when I ch- changed over to drip irrigation, which watered the plants on the on the rows, uh, I, I quit doing the cedar and and the fir, but soaking those furrows. That's that's the part the uh, the ground in between the two rows, thirty six inches apart, and uh, uh, when I was soaking that cedar, I was watering the plants too, fur irrigating like all the farmers uh, used to do. A lot of them changing over to center pivot because of the water issues, but uh, uh, you you've got to handle that. The non-decomposed stuff just right, and I've told my story about uh, they added sawdust to the chancellor's garden at A and N, and threw it out of complete production. Mm-hmm. And we had to go over there. But it was nice texture. Yeah, it? it was beautiful texture, but it was it was nice. <laughs> we we had to go over there at night and add it, uh, do a shocking with. Uh, uh, Slowly fertilizer, and uh, to bring it back into production, and that's what that's what Calvin's recommending here. Uh, side dress the garden plants in this bed every month with a half a cup of slow release lawn fertilizer to maintain nitrogen availability to the plants. So you got to keep watering the plants uh, in a situation like that. Um, now, now that kind of mulch is good to use as a mulch around around plants on top of the soil. It's when you start incorporating that mulch is when you get in trouble. Yeah, and if it's if it's sold to you as compost, most of us uh, plan on using compost to get, to enrich the soil within yeah, the right, soil. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, mulch and compost are have different purposes. Absolutely. So. Uh, so Calvin says, "What is the got a question? What is the best material to be used as a mulch? Some are some is so expensive, and some is more attractive." Uh, and Calvin lists uh, among the organic mulches: bark, shredded brush, shredded cedar, pecan shells, and leaves work well. Uh, for large areas, use a material that is most readily available. Leaves and shredded cedar, brush, all work well. So uh, uh, they, they found out from further testing that is no, there's no chemical in cedar flakes, cedar chips, that uh, damages mm-hmm. plant material. Yeah, and they just uh, they let it dry a little bit. Yeah. And, and then it's... Uh, Works pretty well. I like uh, cedar mulch. It's easy, relatively yeah, it's easy pretty. to use and attractive, yeah. and and it stays put. Yeah. So. And uh, Malcolm's idea on that, he he didn't want to use sphagnum. Uh, the best thing to use would have been uh, pine needles because we don't have a lot of pine needles around here. So the the whole idea Malcolm had around the using that uh, as a Organic material was he thought uh, it would break down into a acidic compound. In other words, make his compost acidic. 
mm-hmm. uh, and help with neutralizing the soil. Well, I, I made him get some tests run on that compost, and it came back uh, between 7 and 7.5, which is basically, basically, what neutral, our, yeah. Yeah, ba- basically what our soils are. So it was not acidic like a sphagnum peat is. I mean, it breaks down. And then uh, Calvin talks about in his uh, This Week in the Garden, uh, talks about uh, cool season annuals can be planted. And he consider, he re- recommended snapdragon stocks, dianthus, ornamental kale, which we talked about a couple of weeks ago. They had some pretty ones in here. I don't know if they still got the... Ornamental cabbage and kale. Alyssum. You know, we used to have a heat. We had a. We found a heat tolerant alyssum. Yeah. Yeah. But, but we're, I, I don't know if it's available well, here or not. But we're talking about a winter alyssum now. Yeah, yeah. But that was the uh, white something? Yeah, white. Yeah, river or some or lake or. <laughs> yeah, but, but I've still got some of it uh, in containers still blooming. That that surviving white the heat on yeah Judy really liked it and uh, yeah she's a lot of fragrant it. too yeah. white stream butterflies like look it look at too. you I'm making sure hold on there it is <laughs> white stream Alyssa there you go Texas superstar yeah okay sorry and it was picked out of all the Alyssa's at the Texas superstar and it is not the purple there's a purple one. Right. Uh, but the white one was the one that showed up pretty in the pictures. Yeah. And, uh, where yeah, the, the, pi- the picture that I took of that alyssum was in 90-degree uh, temperature wow. in July. So it's on Plant Answers? Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm sure garden- there's gardeners out there just like us that have, uh, have it that survived this record-breaking summer temperatures this year. Uh, but then, and, but it, typically we use it in the winter time. Yeah, and you, uh, you said plant sweet peas by seed. Isn't it a little early to do that? A little early, yeah. Well, especially since it's been so hot. But you, you, you probably got a good supply on the seed racks of yeah. sweet peas. Yeah, you do. And if you saved any, if you grew grew them last year, you probably saved some seed too. So, but uh, yeah, that's one of the. I think we forget about it as a winter annual. I like to get people yeah. uh, keeping it in mind. Let's it can see. take pretty cold temperatures. Yeah, November, I was trying to remember. I think traditionally I started planting it about the middle of November for yeah. seed. Yeah. I'm going to push it a little earlier this year and see Uh-oh. how that goes. Uh-oh. He's playing with it's nature. A, it's going yeah, to be in a nice, mild, cool yeah. winter, right? Beginning tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. tomorrow. For a week, huh? <laughs> For a week. <laughs> the sun won't come out tomorrow. <laughs> I think it still comes out. It's supposed to rain. Uh, maybe a chance of showers, too. Yeah, here, I'll get the weather forecast. I promise that. And I, I, didn't, I didn't deliver it. And then Calvin talks about uh, pruning seedlings of hackberry, chinaberry, mulberry, and other invasive trees and vines. Out of your fence line. I've I've done that twice this summer already. Uh, in the garden, but uh, uh, and then apply cut vine and stump killer. 
to the pruning cut to kill the roots. And that's, I've done it without, and I've done it, had to go back and do it with. But the one, when I did it with, they didn't come back. And we talked about bird bass. How uh, important it is to have uh, water in your yard in your bird bath. And we talked about uh, planting bro- uh, broccoli, cauliflower, kale, cabbage, Brussels sprouts, Swiss chard, and collards as transplants in the vegetable garden. Uh, he didn't list spinach in there, Milton. To me, to me, <laughs> yeah, it's, I, I, we didn't I, think I, we would have transplants yeah. this early. Well, and I've never had great luck planting spinach early. Either. Oh, but there you definitely have to use transplants if you're going to plant it early. But it'll grow. It'll grow slower. Yeah, until the temperature is cool. You really got to nurse it along. You know when you when it's the perfect time to plant it because it kind of takes off and. Yeah, you you know you don't you don't have to water it as much and uh, it's not threatened by insects as much as it is when it's uh, not growing at full speed. Now Swiss chard doesn't seem to be bothered to bother too much by it. No, it's a little yeah, it's a cold little more te- hot temperatures. That's right, and then uh, of course Swiss chard is the green too that grows longest into the the summer and still has good taste. Does Swiss chard get get bitter in the heat? Not as fast as uh, some of the others. Yeah, do. spinach doesn't. Yeah, if even the, when it bolts, spinach is yeah. not uh, bitter. Collards, uh, mustard. Yeah, all those will get bitter. I think everybody has a different opinion of which one is the the best and how which lasts the longer. But yeah. I've had great luck with Swiss chard. Yeah. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. When we come back, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about Calvin's article. We'll talk with you and your questions. Do we have to? <laughs> we'll see. We have questions. <laughs> We're okay. And I'll tell you right now, uh, we'll give you the weather, and I'll tell you right now that we've got Duranta on sale. This is an unadvertised special. It's the only time we're advertising is on this show. And it's a 10-inch decorative pot, uh, and it's... Um, uh, six eighty-eight. It's regularly nineteen ninety-nine, and wow. Burgers has it for six eighty-eight. And it's a three-gallon root system. Is it, oh yeah, so this is good stuff. Yeah. All right. And it's so, full of bears. There you go. So come on by. There's plenty of them. You can call at two one zero four nine seven three seven six zero, and they'll put one aside for you, or two, or three at that price, and then you can come get them tomorrow. Or so if you want to make sure they still got them, call the nursery at two one zero four nine seven three seven six zero and say, hey, I heard Milton talking about the Durantas. Why don't you put aside four for me at that great price? All right, we'll take a break. Come back, get you caught up with the weather right after this on 930 AM, The Answer. Hi, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road. All right, it's October, but right now the Pumpkin Patch and Monster Maze is now open at Millburgers. This is a whole lot of fun, so come on and drop by, run the maze, pick out your favorite Halloween pumpkin. Millburgers has such a great selection of Halloween pumpkins, all different shapes, all different sizes, all different colors, and see many unique home and yard decorations for fall and Halloween. And they're being kind of shy on that one. Millburgers has stuff you will not find any place. 
place else. From beautiful fall stuff to spooky Halloween stuff, you'll find it in the boutique get it boutique over at millburgers and come on for some free fun with the maze and just enjoy it with the kids pictures uh with the uh, fall backdrop and all kinds of fun at millburgers landscape nursery at 1604 on bull road and go online to find out more about upcoming classes in october at millburgernursery.com they're creepy and they're kooky mysterious and spooky they're all together ooky, the adams family their house is a museum when people come to see them, they really are a scream. The Adams Family. Neat. Sweet. Petite. So get a witch's shawl on, a broomstick you can crawl on. We're gonna pay a call on the Adams Family. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas on 930 AM. The answer, 210-308. 8867. Carolyn is on the line at 210-308-8867. Hi, Carolyn. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? Oh, I'm good. Um, I, I have a problem with uh, not having any honeybees in my garden. I've been um, at my parents' farm for oh, almost eight, nine years um, and always had honeybees until probably 2017. I, I don't. I didn't plant squash last year, so I don't know if I had any or not. Um, uh, did you, no, what, what plants are you growing in your garden that need honeybees? I have uh, squash. I used to have them buzzing around the squash like crazy, uh, and now I'm producing an edible squash. It's um, full of blossoms, and the plants look beautiful, but... They, uh, the squash do not develop. Huh. They rot off. Uh, uh, do you live uh, next to a green belt or next to no, uh, some trees? Oh, yeah. I'm on a farm uh, way out in the country. Oh, between, okay. Between San Antonio and Houston. Uh, and Houston. Okay, usually those those bees are in hollowed out uh, live oak. Uh, okay, but, uh, well, now that's something. <laughs> I I had one uh, on the corner of the garden that fell last year. Um, it was it was dead, and it finally fell over. Do you think they could have been in there and then left because it fell over? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but I, I would think after it fell over, the bees would be mad as hell. So uh, when you went around it, uh, they would you would know bees are there. No, I'm mowing that area. Well, pretty close to that area. They haven't okay. bothered me. That could be it. Uh, of course, there's a, you know, a phenomenon going around Texas of, uh, what do they call it, dead colony or missing colony or leaving colony? Colony decline or something, yeah. Yeah, colony decline, right, of uh, of bees. And that uh, could be what you're experiencing, uh, yeah. uh, something that took out the wild wild bees around your house, around the, what about, your farm. What about the hurricane in uh, 17? It uh, blew for days and 
we had a very high wind and lots of rain. Could that have chased them off? Probably not. No, I don't think so. If they, uh, <clears throat> you know what? If you want to start a, uh, oh, trying to encourage them back, get a hold of uh, one or more of those uh, coral vine. Yeah. Yeah. Look at what's that on them here. Yeah, they're. You know, you, are you familiar with coral vine? Coral vine. Yeah, it's kind of a pink that grows over the top. It is solid Jer- pink. Yeah, Jerry and I are convinced it's the best pollinator plant around. Uh, they just—it's hard to have it growing and not have it covered with uh, bees. Uh, not just not just European honeybees, but uh, a lot of native different native bees too. Butterflies like it also. But, and I would need uh, to put that out, fellas. You would yeah, find a find a place. Uh, in full sun, where it could grow over a, a fence. It's a, and it's an aggressive grower in the summertime, so whatever space you give it, it'll take it. But it it uh, freezes freezes back to the ground every winter. And you can plant it. You can plant the plants now. Like I said, we've got some in larger containers here at Millburg. And if that and it's booming. I've got quite a few of them. I was surprised to see them. But uh, okay. Also, you can. Uh, have you ever thought about raising your own bees? Uh, my grandpa did, but I'm not too into that. Yeah. Are you in Bear County? I'm Fayette County. Oh, you're in Fayette uh, County, way over there. Okay. Yeah, way over there. <laughs> I was uh, the. Uh, <clears throat> the Agri- AgriLife Extension's having a beekeeping program on uh, Friday, September the twentieth. What? I mean, I mean, uh, fr- fr- Friday, October the eleventh, at the San Antonio Botanical Garden. Oh, that but, would be uh, that's that's a ride for you. But uh, right. maybe you maybe your county agent. Uh, is uh, has got uh, some information on beekeeping. Okay, well I can give them a call to see how I can get a colony here again. Um, because yeah. squash doesn't produce well without bees. Oh yeah. Well, and you may have. Uh, there's a lot of initiatives. You may have an initiative there in Fayette County and yeah, uh, of on uh, pollinators, and they may have uh, you right. know, your extension agent probably is pretty alert to what's going on in that regard and might be able to put you in touch with the, the, yeah, and the issues master, and the information. Probably the Master Gardeners group would also have that too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Right. I don't know if I don't know if we have a list of bee attracting plants on everything that blooms attract bees. Well we were somebody was telling me about the uh oh some of the plant lists have have quit talking about uh you know, differentiating between bees and butterflies yeah, and hummingbirds. Right. They just all put just pollinators. I was telling you. Oh, about that. okay. <laughs> when I was looking for, I, I was looking for butterfly, I guess, and uh, all the northern states are calling everything pollinators. Pollinator plants. Yeah. 
But uh, you can uh, you can get on plantanswers.com, the website plantanswers.com, and do a search for uh, bees <laughs> and uh, see what okay. you find. Bee plants, bee attracting plants. Okay. Yeah, but I'll, I, I bet you I bet you got something going on over, out there. And, I know, they, I know. I've always had honeybees, and um, we, we don't. I don't use any pesticides. Um, occasionally, a little bit of um, fire ant killer. Uh huh. No, that would not bother it. the bees. That wouldn't bother the bees. Well, check check out with so. your agent and let us know. Yeah, we'll find you? out. Because okay. there, there's prob- another... probably a lot of folks surrounding yeah, areas. You, you may not be the only one. I think you need to start gra- uh, gra- using your, bringing your own honey, growing your own honey. Okay. Well, if I your will grandpa, if it's good enough for your grandpa, it's good enough for you. <laughs> well, um, he did a lot of things that I probably don't do. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> anyway, um, I have another question though. Our, okay. Okay. Our pepper, our pepper plants perennial. If you can keep them from freezing, like in a greenhouse, yes, yes, two years. Okay, absolutely. For a long time, but uh, they don't. The reason they're not growing in greenhouses is, and uh, the reason I know about this is, uh, Pace Picante sauce looked at uh, buying or or, uh, renovating old chicken, chicken raised houses uh, where they raise chickens. Uh, and grow peppers in the winter when they have trouble finding jalapenos. Uh-huh. And uh, yeah. the problem is that they're uh, they're not. Each plant is not a uh, heavy producer. In other words, plants produce different amounts of peppers, so uh, right. they never could get the volume up to to okay. justify growing it in a greenhouse. But we do have reports from a lot of our gardeners that manage to keep them alive oh, yeah. through the winter. They won't set much fruit till right, it warms up in the spring. I, I never got mine, my pepper plants planted in the garden last year, so I potted them up with, uh, Jerry's going to like this, copious amounts of Osmocote. Yeah. Good girl. <laughs> she listened to the show, well, Mother. Yes, she has. I am. I pay attention. <laughs> and uh, they grew very nicely uh, over the winter um, in the greenhouse, and then I pulled them out in the um, yard area where they this this summer, and um, they've grown a, a lot. And so I I can plan on trying to keep them alive. Yeah. Do what? Do so, what? Are should I plan what? on trying to keep? Should I try to keep them alive? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, they they grow several years, just like a tomato. Okay. Uh, an indeterminate tomato will you put them in a greenhouse where they won't freeze, and they'll take the green out. Well, they'll cover of, the green out. Some of our naturalized those little chili patines. Oh yeah, make it through the winter. Oh uh, yeah. Now what I would uh, what I recommend uh, is that you try uh, sticking with the smaller peppers. Rather than uh, trying to produce produce a a bell pepper, you know, st- <laughs> well, stick with stick with the jalapenos and uh, banana peppers and those types of things. 
These are, uh, it's a large bell pepper, but it produces small ones. Oh, pot. okay, yeah, that's what good. But they're delicious and um, really good, <laughs> good fruit. Try, okay, some, try some of those smaller peppers. I will All right. do that. Good luck. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks. And tell Thank us what happens. We'll be, yeah, we'll be watching for your honey brand. Yeah. yeah. Be careful. <laughs> uh. Be in touch. Okay, thank you. <laughs> be, be bye. <laughs> be bye. All right, we're going to take a break and come back. We'll be be right back in a moment. Oh! At 210 Yeah, 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up live from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevard Road on 930 AM, The Answer. Hi, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 and Bull Road. All right, it's October, but right now the Pumpkin Patch and Monster Maze is now open at Millburgers. This is a whole lot of fun, so come on and drop by, run the maze, pick out your favorite Halloween pumpkin. Millburgers has such a great selection of Halloween pumpkins, all different shapes, all different sizes, all different colors, and see many unique home and yard decorations for fall and Halloween. And they're being kind of shy on that one. Millburgers has stuff you will not find anyplace else. From beautiful fall stuff to spooky Halloween stuff, you'll find it in the boutique. Get it? Boutique over at Millburgers. And come on for some free fun with the maze and just enjoy it with the kids. Pictures uh, with the uh, fall backdrop and all kinds of fun at Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevard Road. And go online to find out more about upcoming classes in October at MillburgerNursery.com. Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM. The answer, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Did y'all want to ask your, ma'am? Oh, did y'all want to ask your question on the air? No. Sure. Yeah, sure they will. We don't know the answer. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> oh, good. So you, Thanks, Milton. All right, here, grab you that You handling her. Okay, Milton. Yeah. Well, Milton maybe knows the answer. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Maybe I do. What's going on? <laughs> that appeared to have blooms at the beginning of the summer, and it's now the end of the summer, and they're all dying off, but they never came to flower. And okay, they had blooms at the beginning of the summer? Well, that's what I think they are. I mean, they're the But, but they're buds, so you didn't, they never opened up, right? That's that's a better terminology. Yeah. They're buds and never... Um, what are the leaves doing right now? Are the leaves Growing? look good? Yeah, they look fine. And there's, uh, I've I've seen powdery mildew do that to. Uh, that's what to I. The bud. I asked about that a couple times, but I, that's kind of what I would uh, look for it, too. It's hot. As hot as it's been. It's an old tree, right? No, uh, it's a young tree. It's probably what four or five years old. Yeah, that's oh, pretty. Okay, but it's bloomed before, so yeah. Huh. So and it may be it may, it may be a the whole thing is covered with what we thought was going to be a a really beautiful tree. Okay, get a little closer, thank you. 
Now, these, okay. these dried pods that are on there now, are they in clusters? A lot of them together? Yes. Clusters? Yes. And they're round? Round balls? Yes. Uh, he's, Jerry's thinking they're seed, they're seed pods now. Did you say you did go on vacation? Well, sure. We went on vacation, but we had somebody there. And uh, yeah, but how, lo- how long were you on vacation? Two and a half weeks? Yes, but somebody was there taking care of uh, Somebody was there? No. Yeah, but he's worried about the, them. <laughs> did did their bloom? Did I don't think they bloomed because we were looking at them when we came home. We were looking at the same thing. Now, this is this has been a strange, uh, strange year because of the hot, dry weather. The bloom period has been shorter. Yeah. Well, it was very short with these. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, did they... When did they get... You didn't prune... When's the last time you pruned them? I don't remember. <laughs> I don't know that we've ever remember. pruned okay, them because it's a, a small a, tree. Yeah, no pruning. I tell you what, next time you come in, mm-hmm. or will you come in when we're here Saturday and Sunday, uh, bring us a, a couple of clusters of those pods. Okay. That you that you see in. All right. Because I'd like to see uh, the dried blooms. Okay. All, All right. right. Thank you. Okay. Good Thanks. The, uh, you got you got a good plant there. And you and they could just have a bad year, and then they'll do okay next year too. So. Alrighty. Cool. Yeah, deer won't eat that. This one. Yeah. No, they have three. Famous last words. Now you declare. <laughs> yeah, they'll come back in a. All right. You continue to talk to them, Jerry. We're going to go back to the phone lines and talk to Lonnie at 210-308-8867. Hey there, Lonnie. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? Yes, thank you. Good afternoon. Um, yes, I'm calling about uh, planting a, maybe, maybe more than one, uh, dwarf Burford holly in the place of uh, some viburnum suspensum that we have. Uh, now, first of all, it's a, it's a, a poorly drained area, but the viburnum suspensum have they thrived even though we've had periods of heavy rain and and so forth, and it didn't harm them. They seem to have, have uh, really taken to it. So I'm wondering uh, what are our chances of putting in a Burford holly dwarf that would uh, have a reasonable chance of surviving? I'd be a little more. I'd be a little nervous about the drainage. Uh, if the, if the if the viburnum didn't survive, I'm no, they not did. sure they we did. would be any more likely no, to have the. They did. They did survive very well. Oh, did they? Yes, okay. We have nine plants, so we could afford to dispense with one, two, or three. Okay. Well, then then you could experiment and gamble because uh, yeah, if, if the viburnum did did well, then I would expect that 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 the drainage is good enough for the. Um, okay, for for the uh, hollies too. Now the Burford holly would uh, uh, would be expected to grow maximum of, of of perhaps four to maybe six feet uh, tall and that wide. Is that would that be a fair uh, statement? Uh, well, yeah, six seven, six maybe seven feet. Uh, they, they grow real slow to that, but that that that's yeah, that's perfect. Six six or seven feet tall and. And equally wide. 
Oh, you talking okay. about standard Burford? No, uh, it's the smaller Dorf Burford. Oh, okay. My God, if that's if that's a smaller, what what would a, a standard size be? <laughs> well, the the standard would go to might go to eight or nine feet, but you got on oh, a Dorf Burford, you you they take a long time to get to five well, feet, four oh, or five yeah. feet, yeah. and then it then depends maybe, on the site. Okay. It depends on the site, and they. But well, it's, it's going to be bordered on one side by a six-foot wood fence, as okay, are the back burn. So that'll be okay. Fine. Okay. All right. Yeah, I think that's what I'll uh, I'll go with then. And, All right. and if, if if it has berries right now when I buy it, would it be expected to uh, produce red? I mean, would the berries turn red uh, by fall or winter? Yes. Now this year? Yes. Oh yeah. And the birds okay. will get them pretty quick. Well, well, and I don't they're on about sale. That. They're on sale, guy. <laughs> How much? Uh, let me look at my sale. He's looking. I, I, I think they told me it was eleven bucks. Uh, yeah, I think yeah, they were eleven eighty-eight. They, they were nineteen ninety-nine or something. Yeah, they were nineteen. Okay, going, Calvin. Uh, open right. today. I mean, they, they, uh, okay, keep us informed. Even better. What did you say? Seven eighty-eight. What? Do what? Eleven eighty-eight. Eleven. You said eleven eighty-eight. Yeah. Eleven eighty-eight. Okay. Okay. And and that's is that through today or would that include tomorrow or what? It include true. tomorrow too. But you can call and have them put in some aside for you. Yeah. Just okay. call Millburgers. Thanks. Two one zero four nine seven three seven six zero. Evelyn is on the line. Hey, Evelyn. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How you doing? I'm doing good. How about yourself? Good, doing swell. What's going on? Um, do you have to wait for the persimmons to get soft before you pick them, or can you pick them earlier? What is it? Do you have to wait for the persimmons to get soft before you pick them? Well, uh, well, it it if it's a non-astringent persimmon, it's a uh, fuyu. It's a fuyu. All right, yeah. that's the best one. Uh, I would I would let them go ahead and get soft on the tree. One one way you can tell they're ripe is the birds will start pecking. Them. Yeah, they were picking on them while they were green. Yeah, that's <laughs> now, okay. how, how many persimmons do you have? Uh, not too many, but enough for cookies, I think. I have it covered now, but yeah. Yeah, that's that's what I said, Mister Mister uh, Doctor Moy at the San Antonio Botanical Center. Of course, he was Chinese and he loved persimmons, and uh, he would wrap. Every persimmon, every fruit. What did he wrap it with? Uh, anything to keep the bird from pecking it. Seemed like okay. he used a paper, or some type of uh, paper. But you could use a uh, pantyhose, I guess, around it. Uh, I don't think that would work. They still sit there and pick on them. Okay. Well, well, use some type of. Now, when can paper. she? When can she pick the fuyu? Uh, you don't have to wait. It definitely has to have color. And uh, well, they have imagine. color now. Oh, not real bright though. That's what I was wondering. What is yeah, it? this yeah. is October. Yeah. Yeah. You you need to give them another month or so. Wow. Because uh, in my yard too, I really have a tough time making it <coughs> this last month. Yeah. Well, they were picking so. at them already. When they yeah. were green, before they, I would, I would, you know, they I, would, 
I always let the birds peck on them first and then eat around the bird peck. Uh, he doesn't like you got to be careful now. He doesn't like them. So. <laughs> oh, I love well, Japanese. Well, you know, peck on a couple of places and then they would rot. <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's true. They, they ripen with, faster. I covered them with could, that uh, white webbing. Well, that, yeah. What you could do is uh, pick one of the, your ripest ones, one that you think's ripest, and put it in the freezer. Pick it and put it in the freezer and freeze it and take it out and thaw it and see if it's soft or not. Since, okay. since that's foo you, it ought to soften up to a pretty good taste. Uh-huh. Okay. That's a that's the way they that's the way they eat them in the Orient. Uh-huh. Is a uh, a lot of times they they let them ripen uh, to a point and then they stick a popsicle stick <laughs> in the in the uh, stem end of them and freeze them and then take them out and eat them like a popsicle. Uh-huh. But that's the key is is trying to get trying to get them ripe enough, but also keep them, the supply uh, right. the birds right. from ruining the whole supply. Yeah, but I, but I like that idea of Jerry's of got, pick pick the ripest one and and experiment with it a little bit see yeah, if it's freezing. ready. And my uh, um, uh, tangerine tree, they're not turning orange yet either. And last year oh, no. Yeah, they they it's going to be uh, first of November in October. Evelyn, we got to run. Evelyn, okay, will you be uh, patient? Thank you very much. Have a will good Will you day. be patient? Don't you pick on Evelyn. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> go out there and, and pet your <laughs> horse. <Bye. laughs> thank you, Evelyn. Bye, Evelyn. All right, we're going to begin to wrap up for today. Don't forget, David Rodriguez will be here next Saturday from 1030 to noon talking about fall planting and trees. So go to millburgernursery.com to learn more about that. And uh, be sure to be here. No cost for that. Uh, just uh, show up and enjoy. Bring a notebook, lots of questions, and a pen. You'll be okay. Thanks to Al back at the station doing a great job. And on behalf of the docs, thanks to you for listening. I'm Milton Glick. We will see you next Saturday back here at Millburgers at 1604 and Boulevardy Road. And, of course, we want you to listen to 930 a.m. This is The Answer. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.